0: switched on on f104 and i'm joined by the skinner jennifer rock hello hello
1: how are you long time no speak
0: long time no speak yes thank you so much for chatting to us the last time we went through a couple of tiktok trends in regards to skincare this time we're back with a couple of more one of the ones that i keep falling upon is blister plasters but not for blisters they're actually being used for acne and spots do they work
1: Yeah, it's it's a huge trend at the moment and you know what's quite interesting about it is that it's, it's not a typical plaster that you're looking at, you're essentially looking at what's called a hydrocolloid plaster, so almost kind of rubbery in texture and Many are, are so touting this hack to be, that they really are hailing it to be the hero of skincare at the moment. But the actual ingredient inside it, essentially, is almost like a plaster. It's kind of like a wound package. And when you put it onto the skin, it does a couple of things. So firstly, it kind of contains the bacteria or the inflammation in the area. It doesn't sweat it. So it does allow it to kind of, you know, perform as it should. And for those two reasons, it's kind of contained the inflammation, contained the bacteria, and it can at times draw out the bacteria. You think about when you get, say, a cut on the back of your ankle, from high heels or runners Mm -hmm. or whatever that you you know you, you you plowed on through and kept wearing and you usually put something like this on just to treat the infection that's present the same premise applies to your acne prone skin now bearing in mind that acne obviously is a medical condition. So it does, if it's persistent and you feel you really are depending on these patches, I would suggest that it's time to go to talk to get a consultation, whether it's with us, whether it's with your local pharmacy, whether it's with even a dermatologist or your doctor. But if it's something, you know, time of the month and you get kind of periodical ones and you're really just thinking, how can I treat this? That they are, they they do genuinely tend to work, to be honest. Should you be
0: careful how you're applying it?
1: yeah so I'd always say to people and this say I sound like such a mom when I say this Louise to be honest I'm like <laughs> wash your hands yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the time like even when people go to wash their face at night for example they'll have like, put their tan on or they mightn't have you know they've just come in from being out and about or whatever the case is and we're just not treating our hands like tools so great question because you are treating an infection and inflammation and essentially something that is almost wound like so wash your hands take them out carefully place it on the area and hey dispose but it it's important too because you are essentially drawing out an infection or bacteria Mm -hmm. to the surface so how you dispose them is really important at home as well and then I'm a huge fan and always will be a huge fan of an ingredient that really isn't going to go anywhere it's called salicylic acid it's just it's honestly the most effective over-the-counter meaning that you can get it accessibly without needing a prescription ingredient that you can get in cleansers toners serums leave-on patches like this Mm -hmm. and they essentially that ingredient is more advanced than just the blister plaster, So it essentially helps to have an antibacterial effect. It really draws out the infection. Similar to what we said, the blister, blister, that's a tongue twister and a half, (laughs) the blister, plaster does, but it really prevents against the scarring. And that's the key part. I don't know about you, but I've had so many spots. I had one a couple of weeks ago, for example. And if I really look closely, I can still see the remnants Mm -hmm. of it. So the spot went, but I'm left with this, what's called post-inflammatory erythema. So PIE, so a red mark that's essentially just, a little bit of capillary damage where you've had the spot, potentially you've gone at it, or mm-hmm. you know it hasn't healed itself correctly. So, some, the sooner you get something like salicylic acid into an area, it means that you're treating it in an antibacterial manner. So, I'd perhaps wash my face in those spotty areas with a cleanser with salicylic acid in it, remove the cleanser thoroughly, go on with the rest of my product, and then I would apply a little patch like that, providing. I think that's the key part I want to get across, providing it's a hydrocolloid, So when you're in the pharmacy, just making sure that that's the main active ingredient in it. It's not just a regular blister pasteur. It has to have the key ingredient in it that will be anti-inflammatory, that will help drive the bacteria. And then another one, rubbing ice on your face. Yeah, so this, this, this is kind of an interesting one, right? So as a facialist for, oh my goodness, two decades now at this stage, there's a lot of thought and a lot of contradictory elements around this. So what I mean is we're often taught not to have too hot of a share, not mm-hmm. to have too cold of a share, Don't put the extremes of the temperatures onto our skin for any particular reason. Simply because if you think about it, you're causing a lot of what's called vasoconstriction and restriction. So you're asking your body to take a lot of heat in a short space of time. And then you're, you know, the cold in a short space of time. And it's just, it's too much pressure for it. Our- capillaries which then over time and it's an accumulation it's not just one hot chair in your life it's just constantly constantly or too cold that you cause a little bit of redness breakdown, capillaries you typically see it on people's chest so if you look at someone example in their 40s or 50s that has had a lot of hot chairs and has had a lot of coldness and basically the extremes you'll see little tiny, and they're very small but it's a small series of broken capillaries in certain areas just because of those extremes So that's where I used to always say, no, I wasn't a fan of ice on the skin. Then cryotherapy became a huge concept that you can have it in a controlled manner. You go into a clinic, you're submerged into ice baths, et cetera. But when you can do it at home, so example, put your normal filtered, ideally water into the freezer, take it back out and put the ice cubes on. What it actually does is, especially if we just spoke about spots, congestion, it really does take down a lot of swelling in the skin. So if you're someone that does have spots or you're kind of getting breakouts or they're hormonal and they're irritated, it will definitely ease the pain temporarily. It'll reduce the nerve endings and the activity in the area. It'll reduce the swelling. There's a lot of, I suppose there's a lot of, data that will say that will help promote soft tissue healing Mm -hmm. so essentially skin icing is great for some of those puffy eyes kind of spots in an area it really will help not that I want to promote it but it does happen it happens to us all but a little bit of sunburn again I would take the ice out, but I wouldn't use it when it's still, you know, that stage where you're trying to smack it out of the back. Of yeah. The, and it's the super
0: cold and you know. sticky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's, that's So there, there's an element of just being wise that, you know, your skin is around what, 35, 36, 37 degrees. So you don't want to put something too cold straight mm-hmm. onto it immediately. So take it out for a minute or two, let it soften and then apply it. But it, it, de- it definitely does have an issue or sorry, it definitely does tackle the issues like swelling, inflammation. I wouldn't lean on it as my medical Protocol. So if I really feel it's it's anything medical, obviously go to the doctor. But mm-hmm. in terms of aging, it's not going to truly help with lines and wrinkles or pigment. But what it will help with is spots, healing, swelling, inflammation. I know for myself. I'm sure like you mm-hmm. there's a lot of late nights with work there's a lot of early mornings with work and so I'm a big fan of taking those what I call them cryoballs you take them out of the freezer let them kind of thaw out for a couple of minutes so they're they're still cold but they're not frozen ice blocks and they are like heaven I've on your eyes I've heard that they're <laughs> amazing mm when you question why you're doing what you're doing like why is the alarm going off at 5 in the morning 2 <laughs> seconds just heaven. now you can just get cold spoons put them into the freezer and take them out as well and yeah. it has the thing kind of concept so in essence yes to skin icing if it's just for localised kind of you know taking down the heat inflammation the kind of puffiness that you experience I wouldn't be leaning on it for a medical replacement nor would I be leaning on it for long term helping ageing there's no data to say that it really helps to trigger any collagen and elastin in the skin double cleansing yes (laughs) so this is honestly going back to my roots I'm I'm a facialist so I suppose there's always been a concept where if you think about it you go for a lovely spa day and anyone that hasn't been for a spa day or a facial typically what happens is you lie down on the bed it's all about the aromatherapy and the relaxation Mm. don't get me wrong but typically as a facialist we'll put our first cleanser onto the skin we'll really cleanse and thoroughly remove be it your SPF or oil the pollution the debris that's just sitting naturally on our skin from being out and about and then the second cleanse is really what's treating your skin so for example you say to me that redness is a main concern or back, you know, oiliness with bacteria is a main concern or whatever your main concern is, usually that first cleanse isn't truly treating that. It's just taking that day, that extra kind of lipid layer, mm. the extra oil and bacteria and the sweat off. And then the second cleanse, so the double cleanse means it's two cleanse. So cleanse one, take everything away. Second cleanse is what you're really using your actual ingredients for to truly tackle your skin. So for example, I would most nights use, my cream based cleanser to take my day away. And I, I know I have a nice, clean, fresh, hydrated canvas. The hydrated part is key. A lot of people use micellar waters and quite astringent and uh, overwash their face. If you're overwashing your face, that's not what I'm encouraging with double cleansing. So, nice cream cleanser takes all the oils and not. And, and nat- show um, SPF and makeup in that way and then your double cleanse your second cleanse I would use something like a lactic acid so it's gentle it's kind of encouraging my skin to naturally exfoliate itself it's not over exfoliating but it's treating my pigment and my main concern heading towards 40 is is aging
0: interesting because I have never double cleansed and now I'm thinking about maybe I should be
1: <laughs> I'm just going to log off from this
0: interview now which is, you know
1: so they don't understand so I mean another way to look at it if time is of the essence which it is for so many of us then I would be a huge advocate of a cream-based cleanser arguably more so than over a wash Mm -hmm. I think for me for example I grew up where washes were you just to you always said wash your face you never said cream your face or cleanse your face or it was always wash your face and we psychologically associate this real stripping taut tight sensation with washing where we don't actually want to do that so what you can do is if you could try to migrate yourself over to like a, a, a probiotic or prebiotic is always going to be my favourite. so all about looking after the top layer and the barrier of the skin, and then remove it with a mitt or a face cloth or a flannel. That in itself is a double cleanse because you're using a tool to remove your cleanser properly. It says my my biggest still to this day we fifty thousand so proud to say fifty thousand clients that have had a consultation with us on the Skin Nerd. And the main revelation that comes back, so we offer this service where you come for consult one. We're almost like your skin's personal trainer. We kind of guide you with what you have, recommend what we think you do or don't need. And you come back to us about 12 weeks later because you know yourself, you always fall off the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. You want someone to guide you or you have questions when you're starting anything new. So you come back a couple of weeks later and the main feedback that we get is, I can't get over Mm -hmm. the difference in my skin from just thoroughly cleansing because people spend so much money on, Elixirs Creams. of youth and yeah. and sheet masks, and, and you know, your cream 18 skincare steps, and you often mm-hmm. don't need it. Just cleanse thoroughly and remove thoroughly with a piece of material, and then have a face cloth a day and just keep going.
0: Wow, okay, moving on to making your own skincare products.
1: So, I'm often asked, I'm lucky enough to do a television segment on a regular basis, and the producers are often asking me, Will I demo? DIY homemade recipes on on live on air and I'm always (laughs) hesitant to do so Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why so firstly for hydration and for masks I'm a big like not big believer but yeah I think absolutely they have huge benefits so things like your cacao or cocoa powder that Mm -hmm. you can mix in with honey and egg white, like they all definitely have like brightening and hydrating elements to it there's no denying it or you know three teaspoons of ground oats is a really popular concept that you mix in with a little bit of brown sugar and a little bit of yogurt and you kind of get the hydrating elements of the oats and you get the kind of um bacterial element of the of the yogurt or yogurt yogurt I'm not going to fight over here (laughs) so for for those remedies yes it does absolutely no harm or putting banana on mixed in or you know a little bit of brown sugar mixed into coconut oil can be beautiful for scrubbing off like you know superficial dead skin cells on your lips that are just you know, when you have that really sexy lip and you're kind of biting your lip off that you know you shouldn't, but Mm -hmm. you you need to get rid of those dead skin (laughs) cells. Yeah, absolutely. However, if you have spots breakouts congestion if pigmentation discoloration redness is your concern all of their home remedies tend to be superficial so all they really do is hydrate or lock in moisture that's perfect but if you're looking for something slightly more advanced and you're 20 and you want to stay looking as youthful as possible or you're 30 32 33 for example and you're thinking right i'm starting to see changes in my skin i wouldn't be leaning on those or what's in my kitchen cupboard press fridge as my go-to remedy there's not enough clinical data to say that they penetrate or do anything so so yes for short-term quick fix bit of fun green idea in netflix night mm-hmm. but no for truly really change my skin not
0: for long-term results
1: exactly exactly yeah. for truly changing how your skin appears longer term yeah there wouldn't be a lot of evidence to say it does a lot to be
0: honest and you guys at the skin nerd are always putting information up on your instagram aren't you
1: yeah, for me, it's all about education. And I say that because I fell into skincare at 12. In, and as that as a consumer, I just fell in love. And I really know how much it affects how people feel in themselves. To this day, I still understand it. People can feel great in themselves having a good skin day, not so great if you're not having a great skin day, like it really affects how you feel. So for me to educate people and to give them the guidance. <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's through the consultation element where we guide you one-to-one as to what to do or whether, as you say, it's through our newsletters. We've, so, like, 10,000 people signed up to our newsletters and it's solely just to learn what can I do, what can I not, how do I learn? Um, we have something that I'm really proud of that we call the skin day time, so mm-hmm. you can understand the the pun on where we're playing. So it's, it's essentially... Um, comes out on a Sunday and it's all about education, what to do, our thoughts on Botox, fillers. It's a lot to do like this, like hacks. Should I believe in this? Should I invest mm-hmm. in this? I really believe that my responsibility is to guide people as to where to spend money and where not to spend money and what to believe in. And we want to be seen and I really hope we've built that reputation over the years that we're a credible source of truth, whether it's myself and we have amazing people that constantly feed in between nutritionists, dermatologists, GPs that we get quotes from. So it's like a one-stop shop for Unbiased information essentially is, is what I really hope we offer.
0: Yeah, because it's brilliant because there is so much information out there as we, we've we just gone through loads, and there's so much more as well that we could talk about from TikTok that it's so good to have real and useful information and the correct information as well. So that's all up on the skinner.com. Jennifer Rock, thank you so much for chatting to us.
1: Louise, thank you so much. Honestly, keep those TikTok trends going, and all I say to you is my last word is tiktok's an amazing place to go and have entertainment but make sure that you really ask yourself where you're getting your information from that it's a credible source that has the qualifications to back it up as opposed to opinion based and i say that as a parent of a 19 year old and saying that to my son constantly it's just something i have to check in on myself all the time so amazing source but do ensure that you're getting the right advice absolutely thank you so much thank you